Welcome back, everybody, to episode 56 of Rounding Third, the baseball podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the Cardinals sweeping the Yankees, Dodgers just completely destroying any other team in the NL West. Plus, we got the Field of Dreams game tomorrow, and even though the teams aren't great, I'm pretty excited for it. And lock of the week, Sunday and I pick them, James. Let's get into it. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. All right, James, before we jump in to kind of just talking about baseball, reviewing my weekend in St. Louis, watching the Yankees, we have something that's a little overdue that I I didn't prepare you for here. As you know, the Dodgers did beat the Cardinals uh, several months ago, and we had our jersey bet. So came in fresh today, the Julio Urias jersey that I will now be donning for this episode. Oh, Oh, that is beautiful. Fresh. Oh, money. Fresh off of a Julio victory last night against the Twins, by the way. That is magical. I must want make sure someone gets a screenshot. Clip this. We got the Dodgers jersey, cards hat. I love it. A bet's a bet. I mean, I I genuinely thought the cards were going to get it done. Uh, I know that was a super close series, but uh, Max, you look good in L.A. colors. I don't know if you consider uh, (laughs) hopping on the wagon, but but open invitation. I'm not quite over the uh, the series. Obviously, this was the one Cardinals won game one and then blew the lead in game two when it seemed like the whole the series was over. Dodgers come back and win it. So it took me forever to get this because I couldn't find Julio on MLB.com. So I had a, like some Chinese off-brand website, ended up getting here. And now it's pretty solid quality, nice stitching. So I'll, we will, I will be wearing this for this episode, and then I will be sending it to James. If you're listening, make sure to check YouTube to see this beautiful jersey that I am currently wearing. It's, it's beautiful, and it's worth the sight. I mean, this is this is what the jersey bet's all about. Um, excited to you know keep it rolling, and at some point, hopefully, uh, maybe tides will turn, and I'll be in a Cards jersey. But we'll, but we'll see. Looks beautiful, Max. I'm I'm very excited. Whole new energy to the show that I wasn't ready for. Again, <laughs> completely kept me on the ropes there. So I do appreciate that. Uh, but with that and talking about kind of the Cardinals, let's hear about your weekend. Obviously, you were in St. Louis at Bush Stadium for this series with the Yankees. You attended all three games of the series, correct? That's correct. Yes. Magical. And what, what a series that was. But I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, I mean... It, it, it lived up to everything. I mean, going into it, um, I mean, I couldn't be more excited for it. Cardinals were hot. We got some new pitching. We had one four straight against the Cubs going into the series. Yankees, obviously, are the Yankees. You have the NL MVP frontrunner versus the AL MVP frontrunner. You have the team with the most World Series ever in the National League versus the team with the most World Series ever in the American League. You got Matt Carpenter's return to Bush. I mean, so many things. Frankie Montas first start, Jordan Montgomery first start. 
so I was super excited going into it. And then, I mean, the games lived up to the hype. You were, you were watching them. I mean, game one, Paul DeYoung wins it in the eighth inning with his two RBI double. In game two, we score one run in the first, and then no other runs are scored the whole game. Jordan Montgomery does very well. Doesn't hit my lock, which we'll talk about later, but he does very well. Smashed um, my lock, money line. And then but. third game, I mean, third game was like four and a half hours long because so many runs were scored, but Frankie Montas just had a terrible start, um, and Cardinals really got all over it. DeYoung hit another blast. I think, Nol- yeah, Nolan hit a blast in that one. Um, but, I mean, the, and- the atmosphere, the electricity, every game was sold out. They had 47, 48,000 plus each game. Um, you could just feel the electricity. Apparently, Saturday night was the, mo- the largest recorded attendance of Bush ever. Um, which, which surprised me. I've been to some, you know, big moments there. I was at the 11 and 13 world series and maybe it's just, it's just the nature of those games that it's, that's louder, that there's more action, but I mean, it was rocking. It was rocking for sure. Um, I'll tell you watching it, it seemed like a playoff atmosphere. I mean, it felt like playoff and you mentioned that four and a half hour long game. I watched every second of it. It was incredible baseball. Like that's, those are the games where people are like, Oh, it runs too long. And I'm like, you're missing the whole point. I could watch seven hours of that. That was incredible. And what an atmosphere. And of course the Cardinals first ever sweep of the Yankees in a huge, huge series. I thought to really, I, I feel like that series. And I don't know if you feel different as a Cardinals fan, but I feel like that, really legitimize the Cardinals as an actual contender this fall? I, I think so. I mean, we definitely played well. I, I don't think we just got lucky in it. Um, I mean, we won four in a row against the Cubs coming off of trade deadline where we picked up those new pieces. So it was kind of like, well, we missed out on Soto. We didn't get those big players, but we did have a pretty solid uh, deadline. So it was kind of like, let's see how we can do. And coming off up against the Yankees, I definitely think we held our own and we, we swept the series. So, um, I mean, it was, it was tremendous. Um, so, you know, it really couldn't have gone any better, any better, honestly. And I mean, you've sent the city of New York into like this tailspin. Everyone's freaking out now on Yankee Twitter and like, Oh, it's happening. They're going to fumble it. Uh, and again, I think Fran- Frankie Montas comes back. Now I have seen some interesting stats about his, pitching statistics away from that gigantic uh, Oakland mm. park where you have just foul balls to assist you galore because right, right. you're playing in an NFL stadium. But I think he bounces back. I mean, he got absolutely annihilated and taken to the butcher in the first inning in that game uh, and just got a hold of. Yeah. Um, but I thought well, Jordan Montgomery looked great too. He did look good. He did look good. Um, I was a little worried at first. I think he got, I, I don't remember exactly, but he was in some tough spots, but was able to get out of it. Um, the bold plan did fantastic the whole weekend. Yeah, the, the Montas thing, like, if I remember right, the game went like one run or two runs for the Yankees, two runs for the Cardinals, maybe one each. And then the Yankees scored three, and then it was in the bottom of the second. Cardinals put up five with Nolan's three-run homer. Um, and, and then it was, I mean, the game lasted forever. But, it, but yeah, you're right. Um, Montgomery pitched great. Frankie didn't. It was one of the highlights for me for sure was Matt Carpenter's return. I mean, it honestly didn't even hit me for a while that it was happening. I mean, I knew going into the weekend it was happening, but I was so I was thinking so much about, you know, we're going to get to see Montgomery's first start against his former team. 
Uh, I was thinking about Bader. I knew Bader wouldn't be there. He's still in a boot, but that would have been cool. Um, and then Montas as well. I mean, there were tons of great pitchers playing Nestor Cortez in that first game. So I kind of didn't really process it, but he ended up coming up third in the top of the first. Yachty stepped out in front of a home plate, took his helmet off. I mean, everybody was on their feet. It was, I mean, it was pretty cool. It was really pretty cool. It's kind of fitting with the fact that this whole year is, you know, that farewell tour for that core. And certainly Matt Carpenter is part of that core and definitely a Cardinals legend. I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he probably gets retired, um, like number or maybe not number retired, but like, you know, he'll have a, certainly a place in Cardinals history. I, I think he should be a Cardinal Hall of Famer. Uh, his number retired, I think that's probably a stretch, but I, I think he'll definitely be a Cardinal Hall of Famer. I mean, I, I mean, all the postseason success that they've had for the last 15 years, or at least the last decade at least, he's been a big part of it. So, I mean, he has some legendary moments, home run off, or a triple off of Kershaw. Um, I mean, he has some huge postseason moments, so absolutely. Yeah, no, the awesome stuff. I'm glad. I mean, what a series to go to. That that literally, you can't write that that better. And it looked like you had a blast. And just get that that on the field coverage. I know you put out a great TikTok, a kind of the game day experience um, at Bush. So again, check out the TikTok, rounding third pod, um, and go look that up. But what a series, Max! Huge weekend of baseball. Some incredible things. That I think is the flagship story. The other big series to me from the weekend, there was a couple other ones. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to add in on, on the Cardinals weekend? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, it was great. Um, it was super fun. But, yeah, I think we should turn to your team now. Uh, and I guess my team for the day. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. The Dodgers are I, the best team in baseball. I'll hand it to you. And, and I just want to say, again, I called the sweep over San Francisco on air. I called the sweep over San Diego on air. Like, there's not a coincidence. Sometimes you just know your team. And, you know, again, first of all, the bag of excuses I've seen from Padres Twitter and in my mentions is just, it's an indefinite list of Mary Poppins bag. If it's not that, it's this. They're saying Tyler Anderson's cheating. They're paying off the umps. It's like, get real. You just can't hit the baseball. Um, Juan Soto did get his first homer as a Padre yesterday, a little too late to uh, help versus the Dodgers. My favorite moment of the whole series, though, I've got to say, you had Sunday Night Baseball. You had Juan Soto mic'd up watching Cody Bellinger homer and just saying, stay in, stay in, stay in. Savage announcer just dunks over him, goes, that did not stay in. Um, but, I mean, it's, again, the National League, National League West, and I've always said this. I've never bounced this back. It basically is scrubs hanging out with the Dodgers, uh, and I think we've seen that over the last two weeks. Padres now are closer to the bottom of the division than catching the Dodgers, who have a 15-and-a-half game lead over them. Again, Tatis didn't play. We never even got to see Hayter come out in his first appearance yesterday. He blew the lead. So, I mean, who who knows what's going? He pitched thirty seven pitches and a blown say. I mean, just crazy stuff out of San Diego, and I find it laughable. You made all this. You see the videos. They're freaking out like they won a World Series because they got Soto, who's a huge acquisition. Don't get me wrong, but again, yeah, I, I mean, not I, I, it was like his first or maybe like first and a half series. Uh, maybe second series as a Padre. So, I mean, they'll pick it up. They'll pick it up a little bit. But 
the Dodgers are 16 games in front of the Padres right now, which is just insane. I mean, earlier in the season, we talked about the Yankees, right? How they were, I forget how far ahead they were when we talked about it, but right now they're 10 and a half or 11. Um, and they've been around that all season, but 16 games over the division. And this was a division last year that the Giants won 107 games. And this year the Padres are, I mean, the Padres look what they did at the deadline, right? So it's not like this is the Dodgers and like the bottom three teams in the AL Central or the NL Central, right? These are like two pretty good teams, right? The Giants won 107 last year, like I said, and the Padres are the Padres. Um, so for them to be so far ahead and pretty much already have the division on lock, I think says a lot about that team. And how did you feel about, I know, you know, maybe you're not the biggest Freddie Freeman guy, which I don't really get, but he had that great clip. I sent it to you where they were like, you know, Padres are the talk of the town. They got Soto, but you guys just seem to keep on winning. And he like smiled and was like, well, we got the best record in baseball, don't we? Like that was pretty good. It's It seemed like he loved it. He loved being a part of it. Yeah. I, you know, and I'm not ready to make a public apology to Freddie Freeman yet. Um, I'm still kind of kind of wait i'm waiting for his he has a first move here he has to acknowledge that he wants to be in la but he has been doing that more and more him and mookie are really have this great friendship they've talked about that's much bigger than baseball he's starting to get happy so i'm hoping he just had you know we all have you break up you got that month or two with the x on your mind i'm hoping that he kind of gets over that so for the playoffs i think i'm going to give him a pass kind of give us a fresh start and uh Take it from there, but I love the clip because that's how I feel. It's like, great, you traded for Juan Soto. You're 16 games behind us in the division. And next year, Tatis, Matis, I don't care. Add whoever you want. You're not winning the National League West. It runs through Los Angeles. Then I don't think that will ever change. And I'm willing to say, with the fact that we've now swept the Giants, I say we, I don't play for them, with the fact that the Dodgers have swept the Giants now two series in a row and the Padres, the Colorado Rockies are the new NL West rival of the Dodgers. They are the only team who's actually played competitive baseball. They actually have a winning record against LA. Um, unfortunately, you kind of saw Colorado uh, comes out to play versus the big dogs, but it's laughable at this point. I mean, the Giants aren't even in the same stratosphere, uh, and the Padres are, I mean, I don't know. It's just at this point, it's what I expect. But so Soto's used to it. This is the National League West. You're always playing for a wild card. And not to mention the Dodgers don't even have Bueller. They don't have Dustin May yet. Kershaw went down. I, I don't know. I'm not up to date on his status, if he's chilling or what. Um, but he's on the 15 IL, 15 day IL. So he's right. Should like, be good. They're missing, I mean, two what they expected to be everyday starters and Dustin May, who is a very good arm, just hasn't played in a while and they're still able to do this. So, I, I mean, and I'd also add, you have Trinan and Gratterall coming back who to me are your two biggest high leverage guys, which they've been missing. Max Muncy has been on fire the last five days. Cody Bellinger's played really Belly. well. I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to say belly's back because, you know, we see this, it's a cycle. He is a big, playoff guy but i think max muncie's actually back and like you forget how good that bat is it, it's disgusting i mean over 200 over plus 220 run differential right now uh for the season it's look they're Belly's getting hot a big at the game right player. time 
He is. He's. I mean, think about the Braves' home run when they did win. I mean, he hit that go-ahead, one of the biggest home runs in the last twenty years for the Dodgers. Um, it's an. It's such an exciting time to be a Dodgers fan, and of course, nothing makes me happier than the the Giants uh, failing. That's my number one priority, and then the Padres, who think they're a rival, just again, like you're not even relevant. I don't like. I see you on the schedule to bye week. That's easy. <laughs> Uh, I think so one I don't of the funniest know. things to come out of the weekend was uh, you sent this to me, and I also saw it. I mean, it was everywhere. Manny Machado, who is kind of a, I mean, I don't know. My opinions about him have always changed. I used to think he was kind of like a chump. But then he said the whole thing about Albert, how he should get a farewell tour. So I was like, okay, I like the guy. I mean, he's an amazing player. But he had this terrible comment. Uh, where they basically said, you know, are you concerned about the way the Padres match with the Dodgers? And he was like, concerned? Why would I be concerned? Not at all. And then they said, why the level of confidence? And he said, because I'm fucking Manny Machado. That's why. <laughs> like, what, what, what even is that comment? That doesn't even make any sense. It's, it's a ridiculous comment in a team sport. Again, like Machado is very good at the sport. He was in the MVP conversation for a while, kind of kept the Padres hanging around. But it's like, dude, it's it's an individual. Ask Mike Trout. It's not an individual sport. It just it, it is Manny Machado. Like, he's an asshole, and he's going to be and – I, I, and he's unapologetic. Like, I don't think he would take offense to that. Um, again, my favorite part is, you know, the Dodgers hate Manny Machado because he was acquired 2018 at the deadline, went on to be the laziest player in the history of a franchise that dates over 120 years. That's a stat. That's a fact. He showed it this series. I don't know if you saw he had an air on the Trey Turner uh, infield single and then just jogged after the ball while Mookie Betts and Trey Turner were on the bases. So they just took a free base. It's like, there you go, Manny F and Machado. It's just funny. It's like, dude, it's a team sport. You you should be trying to win a division, win a title, but it's whatever. That's your franchise guy or one of them. I mean, have fun. Again, I would not, I would not like my franchise player saying that. But just all around, incredible weekend. It was a great series, great Sunday night baseball game. Um, my confidence in this LA team has never been higher ever in my history as a fan. Um, this so that, is just getting me more excited for. Uh, a potential National League championship series between the Dodgers and Cardinals. I mean, I we I mean that that uh, wild card game last year. I mean that was already nerves through the roof. But if if we went head to head for a seven game series to play in the World Series, it's very possible right now. I mean, it's very possible. It would be an exciting series. The jersey bets. I mean, the bets. The stakes would be off the charts. Um, and of course, you know, I'm hoping they get there. I'm praying with every ounce of my being that LA gets to face Houston in a World Series. That's the last thing I need to be able to peacefully die and just go on with my life. Um, so really looking forward to that and we'll see. But could be a great NLCS. Dodgers are in a great position and I don't I want a Padres or Giants fan. Don't mention me. Don't tweet me. Don't think about it. Just stop thinking about baseball. Go be a Rams fan or something or go figure out something else to do. Your teams are irrelevant. Jokes. Uh, and that's well, my let's turn completely to this, unbiased James. take, of course. Let's turn to this. So last year, the MLB created or started, it actually was supposed to be in 2020, but they moved it. It was supposed to be Cardinals Cubs in 2020, ended up moving it to 2021. And that is the Field of Dreams game. 
Um, and I know we've had some commentary, some dialogue about this in episodes past. Um, last year, it was the thrilling Yankees-White Sox game with Tim Anderson's walk-off home run. Judge hit two home runs, eight home runs hit in the game total. This year, it is quite a step back in terms of competitiveness, to say the least. Well, maybe the game will be competitive, but in terms of the competitiveness of the teams and the grander scheme of Major League Baseball, we're looking at two of the worst teams in baseball matching up, the Cincinnati Reds versus the Chicago Cubs. That being said, James, I am very excited for this game. Uh, I love the field. I love the production of it. They released the uniforms for both teams, which I think are really nice. I think both look really clean. So, you know, would I have liked to have a better game? Of course, but I'm very excited about this. James, how do you feel about us being, when this comes out, the Field of Dreams game will probably be going on, but we are recording this the day before. How do you feel about this game tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm very excited about it. Again, I thought last year's Field of Dream game was the best game that the MLB put on through an entire season, over a 1,000 games. It was the number one. The game itself went perfect, but the production, the players coming out of the corn, bringing it back to the movie Field of Dreams, which is such an important ingrained part of baseball culture. It's awesome. Um, I do think they should expand that idea. Uh, initially, I'd offer this. I would love to do the Sandlot field, do LA San Diego or something like that would be incredible. But let's talk field of dreams. I get why they picked the teams. Cubs, Cincinnati, very historic franchises, kind of match up. Nice. You got to make a pivot. I mean, you just can't have this happening earlier in the season. And my biggest problem with this is you're rewarding two teams that have open, basically openly stated they don't want to compete. They're trying to play for draft picks, prospects. You can't reward teams for not, you know, you, the Reds cut their entire payroll, trade their entire franchise more or less. You shouldn't reward them with the marquee matchup of the year. But outside of that, I'm still stoked. I'll be watching every minute. The pregame starts at 6 p.m. Eastern with the game at 7, so all the festivities. I consider it much must-watch baseball. It's going to be a contest. Um, my question, you said you saw both jerseys. I also saw both jerseys. I think they both look nice. Who do you think better jersey? What do you think? Better jersey tomorrow? You know, I, it's actually a good question. Uh, I One thing that I think is, is interesting uh, is the C on both logos is pretty much identical. The C on the Cubs jersey is like the red C, you know, but I've got them pulled up on my screen now. They're both clean, I must say. Um, I think I'm leaning towards the Cubs jersey. I, I don't know why. I do like the Reds pinstripe. I like the Reds hat a lot. But I just think I, I like the kind of cream color. I also like that little bear holding the, the bat for the Cubs. So I, I'm leaning towards the Cubs jerseys, if I'm being honest. That's interesting because my take is Cincinnati. So a little bit of a parody there. I think they both are incredibly well done, though. Incredibly well done, which was exactly consistent with last year. So I'm glad the focus is there. It's going to be an exciting game. Um, I know we said, you know, Let's do a pick them about it. it. It's a toss-up. I don't know where you're leaning. Both teams are pretty terrible. Um, yeah, so the, but, the Reds are the home team. So the Reds will bat last. Yeah. Um, and it's the pitching matchup is the left-handed rookie for the Reds, Nick Lodolo, who's 
I mean, he's been okay. He's got a 4-4 ERA. He's had some terrible starts, and he's had some okay starts. And then kind of the opposite of a rookie, you've got 33-year-old Drew Smiley up for the the Cubs, who's kind of had a similar type season, right? He's got a uh, 3.97 ERA, so a little better. Uh, you know, I, James, if I'm, if I'm going to give my pick, I'm going Chicago. I think the Cubs are just the better team. I mean... I, I just think they they have better players, right? Contreras, Hap. I mean, those are at least guys who would be starters on a competitive team. I don't know if you can find one of those on the Reds, like maybe Jonathan India. So I'm going to give the Cubs the nod. Yeah, I, I've got to agree with you there. I am wearing my Wrigley Field uh, bleachers t-shirt uh, in support of the Cubs in this game. Again, the nod there, it's just what you said. They didn't dish those guys at the deadline when they probably should have, but they have the more competitive MLB roster. It'll be interesting to see if the home team plays a factor because last year that was everything. I mean, Aaron Judge hit a go-ahead home run in the top of the ninth. Didn't matter. Tim Anderson called game. We'll see if something like that can happen in Cincinnati, but again, there's not a single player on the entire Cincinnati roster who would play in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, let me read you what looks to be the lineup tomorrow for the Reds. I mean... You, so the four guys I think you can name, Jonathan India, Nixon Zell, Kyle Farmer, Joey Votto, probably the top four. Then you've got Donovan Solano, Aristides Aquino, Albert Amora Jr., Jose Barrero, and Michael Pepierski at catcher because Tyler Stevenson's out. It's, I mean, you know, we don't need to rail on it. The Cubs will have Madrigal, Madrigal Contreras, Hap, Seiya Suzuki, they also will have Franmil Reyes, who is just DFA'd by Cleveland and picked up by Chicago. I don't know. I wonder if he's playing tonight or if his Cubs debut will be uh, in Iowa. That'd be pretty funny. And then Horner, Horner, Wisdom, Velasquez, Morrell. Um, so, I mean, they, they, they clearly have the better roster, if, if, uh, if we're being honest. I would give Cubs the batting edge and the pitching edge, so... Yeah, no, I agree with you. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully there's some theatrics and it's a competitive game in itself. Because even if it's not a good game, but it's competitive, you know, that'll be that'll be worth it. So I'm still looking forward to the game. I, I love that the MLB does this. I think they need to – these are the kind of things that grow the game. They need to keep doing more of it in different fashions and, and up the ante. And honestly, they need to market it better. I mean, we're very, very well connected. I knew this game was happening, but we're following baseball all the time. But I really didn't know the specifics of it until like this week, which it's like you should like market the hell out of this. This is like your game. It's it's the coolest thing they do in baseball, at least last year. Coolest thing they did looking for the same response. But I'm stoked. I want you, though, Max, going to pit you on the spot a little bit. You gave me some insights into what you think is just a incredible lock from this game. I think the listeners deserve to hear it because couldn't agree more. Let's yeah, because we were prepping originally to do a prop for this, but with the lock of the week, we got the pick them already. So I did have something slated though, which I actually think is a pretty good bet. Last year in the uh, in this game, like I mentioned, there were eight home runs hit, two by Judge. I mean, everybody hit one. Tim Anderson's walk off. Right now, the line for this game is at four and a half home runs hit. Now, obviously, these clubs aren't don't have the same star-studded lineups, which n- might imply that they don't have the same amount of home run hitters. But 
Think say a Suzuki, Franmil Reyes, even Joey Votto. Some of the, I mean, like these guys can hit home runs. So I like over four and a half home runs hit. It's at minus 120 in the Field of Dreams game. Not to mention, this is a primetime game on Fox, which means you know they put a little bit extra into those balls. Also, the games in Iowa, I think the balls are going to fly a little bit further in that, you know, just clean air. I like I like over four and a half for sure. Yeah, I think it's a genius play. I mean, these balls are they are as juiced as baseball in the early two thousands. I mean, they like no joke here. These things, these puppies are going to be flying. I expect four and a half home runs or five over five hundred feet or four fifty. I mean, we should see some moonshots. So, just wanted to get that out there because I think there's a lot of value to be had in that pick. Um, that's kind of the field of dreams game. You know, make sure you tune in. Definitely watch it. It should, even though the teams are subpar, great uniforms, great tradition. Totally. Uh, so tune in and and watch that. But we'll see. We just need to lobby next year. Like do this game, but do it right. Like please, for all the baseball, just pick two teams that are really good and let them play. Um, but with that being said, you kind of gave a little bit of a lock there. So I suggest we move into our lock of the week segment um, for this week, which. I will say, Max, and you kind of text me at the game. Game went the right way, but once again, the lock was not there for you. Montgomery did not get his case over. You're on a little bit of a tailspin here, uh, and, and we got to get you out of that. Um, but I still have confidence. I have confidence you'll you'll come out of that. You know, I'm still on my insane, insane bender um, three game win streak right now on the locks. Uh, so I'm. Um, Pretty excited about how how we're going right now, but I'm excited to see Max what what you're gonna drum up, what you're gonna pick to dig yourself out of this streak. So everybody knows, obviously, that I mean you can look at the graphic for this podcast, and I'm a big Cardinals fan, but my second team is the Cleveland Guardians. I live, I could crawl to Progressive Field in five minutes. So They've been hot. They're tied for first place right now as we're recording this. And tonight they play the Tigers. Twins play the Dodgers. They've got a chance to take sole possession of first place. Not only that, they have until, until I guess, the ninth inning of last night's game where they gave up two, their, start, their pitchers as a whole have not given up a run in, let's see, 26 innings. And their starters are still on that streak, right? You had... Uh, Tristan McKenzie pitched eight innings against the Astros. Then Cal Quantrill had an amazing outing again against the Astros. And then Shane Bieber was very impressive uh, yesterday against the Tigers. Now, this weekend, those three guys are going again. Friday, Cal Quantrill. Saturday, um, Tristan McKenzie. And Sunday, you got Bieber. Against the Blue Jays in Toronto, I like the Guardians, to win the series, stay hot. I like the pitchers. I think they can take it down in Toronto. I love the pick. I, I had a similar type pick on my sheet. Um, all the reasons you cited Cleveland's on fire, I believe, with the assistance of the Dodgers tonight, they will take sole possession of the Central, which would just be awesome. And, and if they win that division, I owe a major apology to the ownership in that franchise, which which I will do, man of my word. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking about pivoting off my first bet, Max, just to kind of really? come in unison with you here. Um, my backup bet, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to hammer my backup bet. Looking at all the games this weekend, what I really stood out, what I liked, the Saturday matchup, 
versus you know, the Guardians uh, versus the Blue Jays Saturday, 3.07 p.m. Tristan McKenzie pitching off that incredible, incredible one-hit performance. Uh, I expect him to come back with more of the same. Give me the Guardians money line on the road that Saturday. So all lies on Toronto for the lock of the week from rounding third, but I like it. I mean, we're in lockstep here. Let's just make sure that Saturday is the game that's won and get another one on Friday or Sunday for you and we'll yeah. be in business. I mean, back-to-back weeks, we've got the same series, right? We had Yankees, Cardinals, some some money flowing there. Um, I like the bet. What was your original one? Where, where were you going originally? Yeah, my original bet, I wanted to just pay homage to the tear that Jacob deGrom has been putting on, and I was just going to smash the uh, Mets run line at home against the Phillies. Phillies have been hot, but Jake deGrom is the best that it gets in baseball. Again, his slider is faster than the MLB average fastball. I was talking about, like, it, it's disgusting. 102-mile-an-hour fastball on average and a 94-mile-an-hour slider. How do you hit that? I mean, how do you actually hit a 94-mile-an-hour slider? And not to mention his changeup is 88 miles an hour. It's like, I think if I had a hundred at bats against Jake DeGrom with an MLB defense, I think I would hit approximately zero times. I think I would go O for a hundred. No question. He'd have me, I would dislocate my ankle swinging out of my shoes on that slider. So I like that bet. I thought it was still competitive, but I'm all in. I love the guards hype. I like where they're at. Tristan McKenzie's been a beast. Look for them to continue it, and uh, all eyes on Toronto. Let's do this thing. I'm I'm pretty excited. I like when we can get you know behind the same kind of fight or makes it entertaining. You know, we'll definitely be on that series. So, so b- big stuff. Well, our final staple, James. Another exciting thing. I mean, this has been an exciting episode. Lots going on. Sunday night pick them. We are now two and one, two game streak, right? We lost the first one, picking the Padres from the Mets one. Got the easy win, Giants over Cubs. And then, of course, Dodgers took down the Padres. The fan vote also leaned that way. I think we got over 100 votes in there, and the Dodgers won, I think, 58, 58% of the, of the vote went to LA, and they ended up winning. So now, this Sunday, Yankees, Red Sox. In Fenway, right? In Fenway. In Fenway. Yep. We'll get the K-Rod cast live. They obviously missed the last Yankees-Red Sox game, which was questionable um, given their allegiances. But they will be live in Fenway Park. Well, they might not be there, but they'll be there for the K-Rod cast. Jamison Tyon versus Rich Hill is the currently listed matchup. I'm pretty uh, excited for it, James. Correction, uh, the Boston starting pitcher, his name is Dick Mountain. <laughs> Little fun yeah, uh, nickname go. that he, that he uh, got in Los Angeles. I'm excited. I mean, this is, you know, Red Sox have been playing hideous baseball. I mean, horrendous, barely watchable baseball. Yankees obviously on a little bit of a tailspin. Looks like, uh, I will say, since trading Joey Gallo, Yankees have not won. Uh, and then Dodgers undefeated. I don't know, maybe something there. Gallo hasn't really done anything for L.A. But still, whenever these teams clash, prime time, Fenway, which Fenway is so beautiful just to just yep. to watch, to observe, you know these teams are coming juiced. I mean, it is the biggest rivalry in baseball, no questions. Um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great game. Again, one of those must-watch. So tons of baseball that you just have to be glued in to the TV and watch. I'm interested to see though, Max, on the pick 'em, 
where are you going here? Yeah, this is tough. I mean, I mean, the Yankees are the better team, obviously, but it's in Fenway. And it's also kind of just one of those games where you feel like anything can happen, right? The tensions are high. Uh, I really want to pick Red Sox and I might still, I, I'm kind of thinking about it while I talk. The problem is I don't like the pitching matchup. I, I don't like Rich Hill. I'd give the nod to tie on. I know he's not one of a, you know, their aces, but he's a good pitcher, but I'm going to do it. I'll take Red Sox. I like Red Sox at home in Fenway, Devers, Martinez, Bogarts. Let's, let's get some uh, support for Dick Mountain. And I like Red Sox to pull it out in a tight game. I'm pretty shocked by that pick. Uh, I, I assumed you were just going to hammer the Yankees. They are obviously the better team, but I'm coming right there with you. I, I thought I was going to have kind of a sneaky take going on. Not at all. I have the Red Sox by a billion. My whole thought process is they've been so out of sorts and the fans are upset and it's just been a calamity. The, the last thing they can give the fans at this point, they're not making the playoffs. You got to beat the Yankees at home prime time you have to do it i actually like the pitching matchup i'm very biased though dick mountain's one of my favorite hurlers that's ever lived um i still think back to when he threw a nine inning no hitter and then got a gave up a hit in the 10th inning that was maybe one of the worst days of my life because that was so tragic um but i like the red sox at home i think they're going to defend fenway i think the red sox have a weird thing of getting the yankees goat kind of you know they just kind of have the yankees number when they're not expecting it if you will um i think the red sox do it i imagine the fan vote goes the other way uh which would be the first time but i'm shocked but we're, we're both in agreement boston red sox defend fenway this sunday night uh, and k-rod is gonna have to you know eat their words which by the way you right. saw michael k in the airport uh, <laughs> I did on your way michael back k from st louis airport. that was funny <laughs> so so fun fact there um I told you should have invited him on the show, gotten his take on this game. But uh, I think we all know where he would pick. Um, I will say, just on a side note about Michael K, did you see his like weird segment on uh, Joey Gallo? No. Oh, well, I, I didn't see the whole thing. I saw them. They asked about him and how he did terribly in new york is that what you're talking about yeah it, well you know gala gave this interview that he was like unsafe yeah. to walk the streets in new york without getting chirped which like you know think whatever you want but like michael k kind of just like jumped on him and was just kind of like statistically you're the worst yankee that's ever lived like you basically deserve this and i'm like it's just kind of weird to have the team's official like media guy like i just can't ever imagine like uh you know rest in peace but i can't imagine like vin scully just chirping the shit out of someone like it was just like what what are you doing this is just kind of uncalled for um but i definitely will be checking k-rod i think a game like this you almost have to tune in um and i'm stoked for the game i mean the the other yankees red sox sunday night games have been fantastic uh, much better than mets phillies again yeah, I agree. I think the fan vote will go Yankees way. I also think some of the communities where we post these polls in are heavily Yankee fan oriented. And just in general, Twitter, I think, has a lot of Yankees fans who are active, especially this year. Red Sox fans don't really want to come out of the woodwork. Uh, so I expect Yankees to win big in the poll. But, you know, maybe our pick will get a lot of engagement. So sun, sun the and poll I doesn't ball. matter. It's it's the result on the field. True. Well, we got an exciting Sunday night baseball game on Sunday. We've got a, an exciting Field of Dreams game tomorrow night. It's always a good event. 
Cardinals and Dodgers are hot. We've got some good locks for the week involving the Cleveland Guardians. James, that's episode 56. Uh, just before we head out, just a reminder, the poll will be live Saturday at noon. Make sure to go vote on that. That is on our Twitter, Rounding Third Now, Rounding 3RD Now. Check out the Instagram for graphics uh, from the show all week, Rounding Third Pod. Again, the TikTok, Rounding Third Pod. You know, we're out on the social, so just get engagement, trying to build the community and keep talking baseball. And as always, it, it's been a pleasure, Max. There we go. Talk to you guys later.